Praise God. If you brought your Bible with you today, go ahead and get that out. Let's get ready for some good word today. If you have your Bible apps, fire those up. And go to 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you don't have a Bible, don't have a phone or something to read these on, uh, stinks to be you. Just kidding, just kidding. Just <laughs> listen the best you can and uh, I trust you'll be helped tremendously as we move forward. We, we've been teaching the last couple of weeks a new series called Love Life. Amen. Do you love life? How's your love life? Love life. And 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 reads, Now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And so the very fact that the Bible uses that language, the greatest of these is love, is quite a statement, especially knowing the tremendous value there is in faith and hope. Praise God. Also, 1 Peter 4, 8, it reads, And above all things, have fervent love for one another. Again, notice the language, above all things. Not just in the mix with everything else. Not just equal to everything. Above everything else, make sure you have fervent love for one another. So this tells me that love is really, really important in the, in the heart and mind of God. Very, very important for us as believers, if you are a believer. It, it, for us as a church, very important that the love of God dominate us and flow through us and we yield to it all the time. In fact, we've shared with you over the last, uh, well, last week in, uh, in particular, how the love of God affects everything that we do. And I'm saying not just the love that God has for us, but uh, that's huge. But then the love of God being in us and coming out through us and flowing through our lives. It affects everything. We, we were sharing about the fact that it affects our faith. That if you do not have love, then your faith will be hindered. Your faith won't work. If you need faith for anything, huh, might want to listen. Uh, how, how love is very much tied to our giving and our worship. And so none of these things are going to have the full, uh, the full force that they need, the full impact, the full benefit and blessing that comes back to us if they're not connected with agape, all right? The Greek word, the God kind of love, has to be connected to love. Uh, we've shown you in the Scripture, I mean, multiple times in Scripture, how, how love is connected to a person's health. And love is connected to a person's long, longevity or the length of their life. In other words, are you saying some people die early because of an absence of love? Well, I'm not saying it. The Scripture says that. Very plain and very clear. We can see that. So this should be a big deal to us. Um, I can also see, I'll give you an example here, but that, that love is tied to our prayer life. Whether a, per, a person's prayers work or do not work are very often connected to how they treat other people. Very interesting. Listen to this. 1 Peter 3, 7. This is talking about husband and wife relationships. It says, husbands likewise dwell with them, that's your wife, with understanding. 
giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, look, that your prayers may not be hindered. In other words, if I do not walk with my wife, dwell with her, uh, with understanding, my prayers are going to be hindered. Well, what in the world does my, my relationship with my wife have to do with my relationship with God? I guess a bunch. Yeah? And what we've done sometimes is we've tried to separate these things. Think, ah, the Lord and I, we're doing great. It's just my wife. She's the problem. <laughs> well, you better work on that wife thing then. Husband thing works in all. Better work on the natural relationships. So this will be what it's supposed to be. Your, your relationship with God. And you can see that language there. Dwell with understanding. Understanding. What, what, what does that mean? Obviously, don't take this in the wrong way, wives. You're not automatically understood. It takes work. <laughs> otherwise, you know, otherwise, husbands wouldn't be told. And really, all people in a, in, a, in, a, in a broader sense, it takes effort for all of us to understand someone, what they're saying, what they're, what's motivating them, why they do what they do, instead of just making, you know, rash judgments about people. It takes effort to understand. Yeah? Some of you say, yeah, especially in my house. She is so hard to understand. Well, your prayer life is hinging on you figuring it out. What's, <laughs> yeah? Amen. And so that is the love of God in action to take the time, to make the effort to listen, to discover, to learn what? Learn what? About people. And because when we do, that is treating them in a right and proper way. So prayer takes faith to work, but faith takes love to work. And then when that relationship was right, when we recognize the great need for love, then we will do anything and everything to understand what this really looks like, okay? And often in contrast with what the world calls love. You might recall uh, two weeks ago, I was sharing with you uh, about how sometimes we use a word, but we have a meaning that is different from what others say or especially what God says. And we can use the right word, but do we understand what the word means? What, 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 what is it, what ideas does it carry when it's spoken? And so I can say love, love, love all day long. I love this, I love that, I love you, I love God, I love this. But if I don't know what that means, I could be missing it by a mile and therefore be very confused. Why isn't this working? What's the deal with my prayers? What's the problem with my faith? What's going on? I have love. Love by whose definition? Love by what understanding? Everybody okay? And so I just want to I just want to take a, a few minutes um, today and 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 break some of this out. Not all of it. I can't exhaust it. I'm not even going to look at very many verses. But I, I want us to stay here in First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Many of you know this is commonly referred to as a love chapter because it gives us a great explanation of what the love of God, not, the, not human fleshly love, but the love of God, agape, really is. And, and so look at the, the fourth verse here, 1 Corinthians 13, and, and notice with me in verse 4, it, it reads, everybody look at it now, look, see what it says, love suffers, junk, 
that's not a good way to start this. But that's the, that's the very first explanation and description of what this love is. It says love suffers. How many don't like this message already? Thank you for being honest. Uh, and the rest of you liar altar call in a minute. Uh, love, love suffers. I need to know this though. Because seriously, if the love of God is to be implemented by me and it's to drive my every move, my every word, my every action, it is what I live in, abide in forever, I need to know love, and it says long, so that's not even, even, even better, <laughs> it's worse. Love suffers long. What, what do you mean? What, well, it just means that when we walk in this God kind of love, we're not always going to get our way. When we're walking in this towards, another, towards one another, uh, we are not going to get what we want. If you're, it, I, I mean, in, as, a, as far as people just being there to satisfy our needs. If you are one who is expecting everyone to jump at your every command, everyone to do everything for you, every driver to yield space to you on the road, you know, uh, everything in life, everyone to move out of your way, you, won't, you don't do lines, you don't do um, uh, anyone else's wishes or desires, then you're going to have a tough time yielding to the love of God. It, let me say it this way, if no one else has ever caused you to suffer, meaning you are waiting for them to grow up, waiting for them to, to do the right thing waiting for them to treat you in an appropriate way, then you don't know the love of God. We live in a world full of fallen people and people in progress, and many are very self-centered and selfish, and to walk in love in that environment is, uh, is hard sometimes. In other words, I'm not always going to get what I want when I want it and how I want it at the right time, and there's suffering involved. If I don't recognize that that's the case then I'm not going to yield to it. I'm going to say, bless God, I don't have to put up with this. Everybody okay? Love suffers long. Yikes. How many know the word patience is another way to say this? Patience is a, is a word that means we remain the same. That means I can keep the smile on my face on day one and day 45, waiting for that person to do what they're supposed to do. Waiting for them because they haven't changed yet. Waiting, you understand, it, 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 it's the idea of I can stay the same. I can be consistent. I can, uh, I'm not just going to ride life like a roller coaster. I'm going to be able to handle this for a very long time. This means I'm not getting angrier with every tick of the clock. Oh, man, are they ever going to do this? Are they ever going to get this right? Are they ever going to, what, I mean, seriously, like how long has it been? Tick tock, and with every tickety tick tock, you're getting angrier. You guys can't relate to that, can you? Because <laughs> you suffer long, love works in you. But this is kind of describing, it's almost like a candle with a very long wick. Suffers long. Not the short-wicked person. They're quick to fly off. They're quick to have a temper. They're very, they're, they're very quick to be, uh, to, to, to be fed up. This kind of love doesn't throw in the towel. I'm not going to put up with that anymore. I've taken all I can, uh, you know, like uh, Popeye used to say, it's all I can stands and I can't stands no more. 
or, you know, it's, it's that kind of, no, the love of God can stand more. The love of God can put up with more. The love of God can wait longer. The love of God will give people time. It'll give people space. Amen. Praise God. And so, you know, if we find ourselves yielding to a temper, quick to get angry, quick to respond, quick to be upset, then we know we're not yielding to the love of God. Now we know why our prayers aren't working. <laughs> Yay. So love suffers long, and the Scripture says, and is kind. Love is, it's what? It's kind. Now, this is an interesting uh, description and word uh, we think of kind like, it's not like this kind, but that kind. In other words, when someone is kind, they're not demanding that everyone else be like them. They are adaptable to say, I will be like you, your kind, your way, not my way, not I'm expecting everyone else to adapt to me and how I like things. I'm willing to adapt to others. <laughs> the temperature isn't always what I want, it's what you want. The kind of food we eat isn't always my choice, it's your choice. You're all very quiet on me here today. <laughs> Uh, it's being adaptable. It's being flexible. It, it's, it, it's, it's not being demanding, again, that everyone else adapt to me. But how many almost wear that as a badge of honor in today's society? Everyone's saying, you accept me the way I am. Let's change society to adapt around my little world so everyone has to embrace me because of what I think about myself and the, what the world should be like. And if anyone doesn't embrace me, then there's something wrong with everybody else. Or maybe we should all be adaptable. Maybe we should all be flexible. Maybe we should all have a little bend to us. And think about if we're all doing that for one another. We're all very easy to get along with, aren't we? Everybody okay? This is a willingness to serve and change in order to meet the needs of others. It doesn't demand that everyone else be just like you. Some people want to do great things for God. I want to do great things for God. How about we start this? Start with this. Let's just start with being kind to one another. Because I'm telling you, God is that way towards you. He's that way towards me. How many know if he wasn't, we'd be out of here? We, one swipe of the hand. He is putting up, up with us. He is very long-suffering. He is very kind. The Scripture says that this love is uh, it, it's not envious. It doesn't envy. This is, this is describing a person who is radically consumed with his own desires and plans and is willing to do anything to get his own way. Basically, this, this kind of individual, when they're yielding to this, this envy, it's, it's, they're ambitious, they're self-centered. Um, you might recall I was teaching uh, a while back, not too long ago, the, in the series we called Go Big, and I said, our life is like a circle, and a person who has a small, narrow heart, they have a little circle around them, 
And that's all they're really aware of. They're aware of themselves, their plans, their agenda, their schedule, what they want, what, you know, they, they drive that way. They're not aware of anyone else on the road. You know, when they're in a crowded place, they're not considerate of anyone else. It's just them, what I get. I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen in, in church services. Years ago, we'd go to these special meetings um, in, in another state, and, and they were powerful, great meetings. So we'd go and line up way early to get in because we wanted to get in the front because front seats are the best, right? <laughs> and and we would, we'd line up sometimes for hours and uh, to get into these church services. God was moving, and we wanted to, I didn't want, I didn't want to miss anything. I wanted to be right there in the front. And, uh, and, but it was amazing how the love of God, as soon as they opened the doors, would go out the window. <laughs> and uh, everyone, because people are fighting for the season, these are all believers, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost, tongue talkers, <laughs> diving across seats, and <laughs> fanning out Bibles to save things, and, and uh, I could tell you some stories that were less than godly. <laughs> like, yikes, we're in church. What's life like out there in the world? Uh, <laughs> but, the, but again, what, what's, what, what is our life like? If we're yielding to the love of God, it's not just me. It's not just my, my, little, uh, uh, my little ambitions. It's, uh, I'm thinking about how everything I do impact someone else. How it does or how it doesn't. If I, uh, you know, if I come to church today, how's that going to impact others? Well, what if I don't? How's that going to impact them? You know, uh, what if I show up five minutes late? Is that going to make a difference? Well, you should say, what are you getting on me right now? I don't know. I wasn't looking. <laughs> Here's the thought. If we never think about it, we're not being motivated by the love of God. We're only thinking about our own lives. Amen. But this is the, you know, sometimes we use the, the phrase around here, it's not all about me. Because, you know, in a, in, a, in a church, it's impossible to make everything perfect for everybody. The sound, the volume, the light, the temperature, the, 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 the length, uh, everything. It's impossible to make everything. So we say, you know what, it's not all about me. And someone else is being blessed. And how many know that's one of the principles of God's kingdom? In fact, it's in this same book in the previous chapter. When, when one member rejoices, we should rejoice with them. Amen. And the question would be for us, do we just celebrate and we're happy and we're feeling blessed when our needs are met, when something we desired came, comes to pass, or are we just as excited when someone else's life has changed? When someone else's prayer is answered, when someone else's need is met, when someone else gets socked with the power of God, and just, you know what I'm ta talking about? Are we just as happy, or, or are we like, you know, I've been believing for that for a while. And here is this Yahoo comes in here and gets it the first day they show up in church. <laughs> are we a little bit annoyed? Well, that's not the love of God working in us, and that partly reveals why it's taking so long for things to happen in our own lives. You see someone else get blessed. You see someone else get helped and healed and saved and delivered and set free and God's doing great things. And, you know, one person, they're a single person. They say, I've been believing God for a spouse for years now. And then all of a sudden, this person, they're five years younger than me. Boom. They prayed last week and boom. <laughs> a little bit annoyed by that. Stop being annoyed. 
stop, knock it off. It's time to widen our circle and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in their life. Thank you for providing for them that they'll not live in isolation. They'll never be alone. I thank you for providing that need. Keep the heart right. What are you yielding to? Love. You're yielding to the love of God. That's something he can work with. Amen. And so, people who are discontent and resentful of others' possessions or qualities, um, we're, we're, th- th- that's not yielding to love. We need to celebrate the victory of others. James 3.16 says, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil work are there. Everything evil is there. Continuing on, sharing some more of these descriptions, uh, he said, love does not parade itself. Parade itself. You ever been to a parade? You ever thrown yourself a parade? I'm having a parade. For what? For me. To celebrate my life and who I am so everyone else will accept me. I'm going to throw myself a parade. This person has a lot of self-talk. A person, they, they endlessly promote themselves. They exaggerate their own virtues. We sometimes say they're full of hot air. A windbag. Uh, you, ever, you, ever, you, you ever met that person who is always promoting, in every conversation, the main subject is them, their accomplishments, what they've done, what they, and it's, it's, there's something just not right about that. And uh, I've wondered at times if people who do this, and maybe I've done this and not recognized it, and Lord forgive me if I have, but I've, I've recognized some who always do that. I said, do they know they do that? Do they know that? Everyone else knows that. You get, about, get around them and all they talk about is themselves. And some it's on a, on a negative. They're always just, you want to tell everyone their problems. And some they just want to tell everyone their successes. Nevertheless, we got to get outside of ourselves again, don't we? Not parade ourselves. Amen. Not be, so, not be talking about ourselves. The next one he said is, is, is love is not puffed up. We know what that is. That's That's pride. That's uh, to be swollen, to be inflated. A proud person is not a person who is yielding to the love of God. The love of God will promote humility. Does anyone in here ever have to deal with pride? So someone says, if you're you're thinking, no, not me, really. Well, you're probably yielding to it. If you're thinking, no, no, I've never really had a struggle with that. (laughs) <laughs> very likely uh, you're giving full place to it and you just don't recognize it because pride is a very deceptive thing when you're in it you don't recognize you are so the answer to, to does anyone ever have to deal with pride is yes both hands both feet raise them all up say that's me and uh, but here, here's the answer the love of God but it, when we're walking in love we're, we're not puffed up we're not snobbish. We don't think we're better than others. Romans 12, 3 reads, For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So what's the temptation? To think beyond. To think more highly than we ought. Should we think highly of ourselves in accordance with God's Word? Absolutely. Absolutely. We are no worms of the dust and wasting the air. We're very valued and precious to God. But can we think more highly of ourselves than we ought? Yes, and that's when we've left love. That's when we've left the love of God. And so pride is something we must all deal with. If you see it in yourself, call it ugly (laughs) because it is. 
and say, I resist that. I humble myself under the mighty hand of God. He said, love is another thing. He said, love does not behave rudely. Rudely. Have you ever met, probably not, not in here anyway. Have you ever met a rude Christian? Someone who professed Jesus as their Savior and as their Lord, but they were, they were, they were rude to others. Maybe when you go out to a restaurant and then someone do the, did the, uh, you know, the server got the order wrong and they were rude to them. Oh Lord, may that never be us. Everybody say it out loud. Say, that's not me. I, ha- I will never do that. Never, ever, ever. I'll never be rude to the server at the restaurant. <laughs> or anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Anyone oftentimes in service industries and people sometimes are under pressure and sometimes they're just not nice either. But what are we? That's the question. The question is how are we handling ourselves? We should not be rude. That has to do with tact. Has to do with thoughtfulness. Has to do with being considerate of others. Um, you know that word tact. That's an important thing. How I many know it's not just what we do, it's how we do it. It's not just what we say, it's how we say it. Sometimes a person can be right, totally right about something. They're speaking the truth, but they're rude when they do it. You know, the Scripture says over in Ephesians that we are to speak the truth, and then it adds another phrase, in love. Don't just speak the truth. Sometimes I've seen some truth speakers who are very arrogant. Very arrogant. It's like, seriously, man, you're right about that, but you have to be such a dork, you know? You, you, have, to, you have to be so rude when you say it. You have to be so harsh. I, I think we should be sweet. Can we be sweet? Sure. Say the, speak the truth, but say it nice. Use questions. Hey, do you think it would be, what do you think about this? Would it be possible if I could have this? Any, any chance that this, this could take place? Ask, ask questions and give people opportunity to, to make changes that they need to, to make, but do it in a nice way. I, I know there was, a, there was a guy years ago, and he was very, had much zeal for the Lord and, and was very bold in his dealings with, with people and would, would pray for people a lot. And, but individuals would come to me over and over again and say, well, this person, the way they did this, it's, it was harsh. And it was, it, it was lacking the right words and the right time, and all these factors were there. And, and he, was, he came across, maybe it wasn't his heart, but he came across rude to people. And yet what he's saying was the right thing. And I, so I, I talked to him, and I said, listen, this is what, these are the reports I'm getting. They're not trying to gossip on you. They're just, they're just wanting to help. But when you do this, when you say this, when you act this way, People aren't receiving it. And I know you want to help people, but they're not receiving it because of this. And he didn't really like that. <laughs> Some people don't like to be re- corrected. Well, I don't like to be corrected. I don't know if anyone likes to, but how I many know we need to? <laughs> Sometimes we need someone to sell, tell us the truth. And uh, many times our whole life, our, sometimes promotions are being hindered. Sometimes our usefulness to God and His kingdom is being hindered. And it's not because of a lack of obedience or a lack of skill. Sometimes it's simply because of a lack of love as manifest intact. It means we're not handling people right. There are people in here 
you would be farther advanced in your career if you had handled a few situations differently. And going forward, if you will, if you will let the Spirit of God lead you into how to deal with things in a soft and gentle way, He'll advance you further. But it's not God keeping you back. It's not, it's not Him slowing you down. But it's a lack of love. Hallelujah. Love does not behave rudely. He went on to say love does not seek its own. Does not seek its own. This is a person who wants to manipulate any way he can to personally benefit. This is the person who uh, they, they try to manipulate situations and scheme and devise methods to twist a situation to their own advantage. And if that's the way we are, we are living, again, it goes back to it's all about me again. And I'm going to finagle and I'm going to work every relationship and situation so I come out on top. That's a good way to stop the Lord from putting you on top. That's a good way to block His promotion in your life. Let Him work it in, work it in you. Don't try to manipulate. Don't try to, try to do that to other people. Praise God. And he goes on, then he goes on to say love is not provoked. Provoked. This is very interesting. I don't know if you've ever been provoked. Uh, probably all of us have. This is an interesting thing because it's the idea, the imagery is like taking a stick or some kind of pokey object and, and poking someone. I mean, think of even if someone was a friend to you and they carried around this little stick with them, you know, and ever they got around you, they'd come and stick it in your ribs. <laughs> you know, and they're laughing. Ha, 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 how many know you might laugh maybe once <laughs> or twice, and after that you'd be like, you're starting to get uh, annoyed with that. It wouldn't, be, uh, it wouldn't be helpful. You would want that person to stop. Do you ever do that to people? Do you ever poke them? I'm not talking physically with a stick. If you do, stop that. Uh, but do you ever do that with your words? You just kind of joust them again and again and again, just kind of prodding them, poking at them. The, the, the image of this, of what this means when a person, the, the provoking person, is basically they're continuing until that person is provoked, till they get a response and they start a fight. I don't want to be that one who is always poking at people until I can stir up a response until there's a fight. You know what I mean by that? Uh, maybe you've seen people do that on Facebook. They're, you know, their social media posts, and they're, they're, the only reason they're putting something out there is because they want to start a fight. And they're going to joust, they're going to joust individuals. That's one thing stating, you know, putting out your opinions and so forth and fine, but what's the motive? We want to check the, the motive. What are we doing? Are we trying to stir up anger? Are we trying to stir up something in, in another person? That's where we've got to step back and say, the love of God wouldn't really do that. But listen, this, the way it's used in here, it says, is not provoked. So here's the tough side of this. It's one thing, okay, I think we can all probably agree and hopefully commit to this, not to do it, but we're living in a world of provokers. And love is not easily provoked. That means <clears throat> people are going to do this to us, but we are not easily provoked. You see what, in other words, when people say things and they do things in a way and you're thinking, man, they're just doing that to annoy me. Yeah, they are. 
They're just doing that to try to get under my skin. Yeah, they are. But the love of God in me works to this end where they can't be successful. I go back to the long wick. I go back to the suffering long. It's like, I can handle it. I'm not going to be one who's quick to react. You ever seen that person on the road? <laughs> one person, someone does one thing wrong, and all of a sudden sign, they got their sign language going. Right? And they're just, they're all, they're, 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 that's a very, very weak person. Very immature, and they have no love operating in their life. When someone can do something very little in their world that goes wrong or that they don't like, and that one little thing just kind of blows up, and they, they react. All right? Okay, let's not be that person. Let's not be those. Hopefully in here, I would think it should be, ought to be, in, a, in, in church, there ought to be very little provoking going on in the sense of negativity because, you know, we have the love of God. But in the world we live in, we're surrounded. I don't think we can avoid this. Someone's going to try to get under your skin. Someone's going to try to get you to react. And we need to be the kind of individuals that will not because this love, this kind of person is very easy to get along with. Amen? I was uh, thinking about these verses and we're not going to read the rest of them right now these verses here in 1 Corinthians 13, and it's, they're so valuable. Just the, the meditation of these, considering them again and again can do us great value. And one of the translations that I think are very, is very beneficial is called the Amplified Bible, or now they call it Amplified Classic, that, 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 re, that goes through these verses and it really blows them up and, and is very helpful. And at times in my life, I've done this where I just make it a habit and a practice for a season to read these verses uh, many times out loud daily. And it, it totally reminds us and keeps us conscious of the love of God and what it really is so we don't fall into the trap of living in the flesh. Because listen, all this stuff that we're talking about, this love, it's the way God is towards us in everything. He always treats us this way because He is love. And not only that, this love, if you've been born again, this love is in you. It's not something I'm trying to get. I need a love revival. No, that, 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 that love is in me as a, as a believer. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And, and so I'm just you're learning to yield to it. And, and so I've done that. And, and recently, I had this, this card made for me. And it's, it, has, it says love on it. And it has the Amplified Bible written in a very stylish and cool way. So I can have this with me and I could, I could read it anytime I want. And it would just feed my faith in God's love in me. And help me, remind me of how to act and how to treat people. And how to deal with relationships properly. How to be motivated by the right thing. And it's so very helpful. I'm so glad I have it. And not only that, I was motivated by love, so I made you one too. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so what we're going to do is on the way out, see, you recognize I couldn't just do that for myself, huh? It'd be like all about me. Uh, on the way out of the service today, our ushers will have piles of these. And you can grab one, you can keep it in your Bible, you can stick it in your pocket, do whatever you want. But can I challenge you to do this for a season? 
After that, totally up to you. But just for the rest of this month, would you read this every day? If you read it out loud, it'd even be better. And if you want to do it more than that, you know, great. If you want to sing a song, make a song, do that. Uh, but read it every day, every day. It'll help your marriage if you're married. It'll help your other relationships. It, it'll help so many things. And watch all of a sudden, your faith is not hindered. Watch all of a sudden, forgiveness and love is flowing out of your heart towards others. Your anger is just subsided. You're not so short-tempered. Not so, you know, all, all these things are going to start to diminish because you're letting the love of God in you abound. And so do that. Let's do this the rest of the month. And then after that, you, you can keep going or do whatever you want to do. But let's do this, if you would. Your commitment's just between you and the Lord, so I'm not making you sign anything. Grab one of the, and read it every single day. Oh, it'll make such a difference in your life. Amen.